Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Let's take our seats. God is so good. How awesome is it when you are facing a challenging time in your life or you've got some deadlines at work or with your assignments or your studies or your household stuff and you're just feeling overwhelmed thinking, how am I going to do this? Or you're facing something new and you don't quite know how to do it. Anyone identify with those seasons in their life? Yeah, regularly. How awesome is it when someone comes along and says, hey, I'd love to help you and they've got the ability the wisdom and the resources to help you. How awesome when they come and help you get the task done. Exodus, uh, sorry, not Exodus, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12 is a, a couple of really interesting verses in the middle of Ecclesiastes. One of those books you don't read very often because it's uh, about vanity and, and all the challenges. But in the middle of this, there's some verses that we uh, had read at our uh, wedding 36 and a half years ago. And listen to these. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. How awesome is it to have someone to help you up when we need it? But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can they keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And that the principle there is having people to help us in the journey of life. We had it read as we were launching out on our married life together. And thank God that he's put us together, Marilyn and I, and we've helped one another. And it's been a great joy at, and a support. And we've learned because we've all got different strengths and weaknesses. We've all got different uh, uh, blind spots and strengths. And how awesome when you learn to make room. Some of us don't make any space for people to help us. Oh, I can do it, thanks. We just want to show that we're in control and we can do it. But we all need help, and some of us are quicker to acknowledge that than others. And I've learned, I was fairly self-sufficient when I was younger, and I realized, hey, I need some help to balance out my life. And there's a, a lovely verse in Genesis 2.18. It says, the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And that's where God created Eve. And, uh, and God made a way for them to help each other in the journey. So today I want to honor Mary Lynn for being my helper over all these years, for all of her gifts and strength. Thank you for being my helper. Yeah. And I want to encourage married couples and families and supporters of one another to acknowledge each other's help. So often we take people for granted that are helpers. And uh, some people have the gift of helps, and they're often taken for granted. Oh, yeah, they'll be there. They'll do it. But, hey, let's acknowledge and honor and encourage one another. I want to talk, following on from that, about the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is our divine helper. Wow, we need, we need human help in our journey of life and family and marriage and friendships. But how much more awesome is it that God says, I'm going to become your helper to help you to help one another. Let's have a look at John 14, verse 16. Jesus was speaking just before he went to the cross. And he's telling them that he's going to leave. And they're saying, no, you can't leave, Jesus. We just got to know you. And we love the miracles and we love your teaching. This is awesome. We're just having an amazing time. And Jesus said, I'm going to leave and it's going to be better if I go. And they're saying, no, Jesus, no. He says, I'm going to send someone 
that's going to be everywhere at once, whereas I can only be in one place at a time. This is what he said. I will ask the Father, (coughs) and he will give you another helper, counsellor, advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, and standby to be with you forever. So Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit. The original word is paraclete, not parachute, paraclete, okay? Paraclete, P-A-R-A-C-L-E-T-E, paraclete, which means one called alongside to help. So the primary meaning of what Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, was he was going to be your divine helper. How awesome is that? You don't have to do life on your own, wrestling, struggling, trying to sort out, resisting temptation, getting faith in your soul, stirring up hope, encouragement, all those things, courage to keep going. He is our divine helper. It goes on in uh, John 14, 26. He said, but the helper, and the Amplified says the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener and standby. So there's seven different English words that help describe who the Holy Spirit is for us. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. You hear some Christians talk, oh yeah, the Holy Spirit's here, but it'd be awesome if Jesus was right with us. Wouldn't it be awesome if we were on the earth when Jesus was on the earth and and hear him teaching face to face and see the miracles and how he handled the difficult people and how the miracles came and he still destroyed. Wouldn't that be awesome to be walking with Jesus? Yes, but he said the Holy Spirit's here and he acts fully on my behalf and has all the same power. And yet so many people don't treat the Holy Spirit with that level of honor or understanding it's often because we just don't understand that the holy spirit is not the third part of the trinity so he's the third third important one he is fully god just like jesus was fully god and fully man and the holy spirit jesus said it's better i go because he's going to live within you and he can help you in every area of your life to live the most amazing life possible in this life and prepare us for eternity Isn't that so amazing? He said, he's going to be here. He's going to be my representative on my behalf. So when we sing, Holy Spirit, come. When we pray in other tongues and the Spirit of God stirs up within us, you are relating and connecting to the fullness of God through the Spirit of God. It goes on and says, he will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Who forgets things? Oh, dear God. Sometimes we forget the things we should remember, and we remember the things we should forget. Aren't we crazy people, eh? We can't forget those negative remarks and and something bad that's happened to our life, and it goes over and over. And then we forget the important things like how awesome the Holy Spirit is as God's helper with us. Or the promises or prophecies we've got. We forget them quickly, but oh, the Holy Spirit brings them back to remembrance. How often have you been facing a temptation, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will remind you of Scripture, say, don't do that. This is the reward if you stay clean or focused. Or if you forgive, this is the blessing, I'm going to help you to do it. Wow, he helps us keep focused in our lives. John 15, 26. 
Jesus spoke in those two chapters of John 14 and 15. Great teaching on the Holy Spirit. But when the helper, here it is again, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth who comes from the Father. He will testify and bear witness about me. So the Holy Spirit is always lifting up Jesus. This is why some people don't understand the Holy Spirit because he doesn't talk about himself. He's always pointing to Jesus or the Father or he's speaking to us about how we can be living out the full sons and daughters relationship as the people of God. So he's not referring to himself. He's always pointing to someone else. And that's why some people don't understand how awesome is the Holy Spirit. In the message in John 14, 16, it says, I will talk to the Father and he'll provide you another friend. Wow. So that you will always have someone with you. I want you to think about that for a moment. The Holy Spirit can be your special friend. Some of you remember Don McDonnell was here a couple of months ago. And Don's just a crazy man of God that loves people and wins many people to Jesus. He's all these amazing miracles. But I've shared with him, and he shared it publicly, how the Holy Spirit has become his closest friend. He loves people. He's got friends all over the world. You meet Don for five minutes and you're his best friend. He's just got that love that connects with everyone. But he told the story that sometimes when he's traveling, he'll go down to the hotel lobby and order, order breakfast. and He'll order two breakfasts for his friend. His friend is the Holy Spirit. And the way to say, is your friend coming? Oh yeah, he'll be here. And so he sometimes orders two breakfasts. He eats one. The other one's not eaten, but it, he says, I do it deliberately sometimes to remind myself the Holy Spirit is like my best friend. And then people start asking, well, where's your friend? And so Don then starts tell, telling them about Jesus and wins people to Jesus around the table because they're curious about this friend that didn't show up. And then he talks about the Holy Spirit. And I know that might sound a little bit out there. He doesn't do it all the time, but he said it's just a tool that he's used to win many people to Jesus. But the principle is, he's understood the Holy Spirit is his closest friend. You think, wow, I don't have that sort of relationship with the Holy Spirit. We can and do. Catherine Kuhlman, many of you heard of her, saw hundreds of thousands of people healed. She built a great relationship of friendship with the Holy Spirit, of partnership. And she would walk and pray for an hour or two before she would come out to preach and pray in the spirit and she'd just be saying holy spirit who's going to be here today holy spirit what needs are here holy spirit what scriptures do you want me to speak and holy spirit you just flow through me and she would just have this relationship with the holy spirit when she'd get out on stage she'd just do whatever the holy spirit had told her to do and all these amazing breakthroughs would happen i thought lord help us and the more i've got closer and made room for the holy spirit and recognized his voice and understood his voice, it's incredible how God works through us. Often he's speaking to us, and we don't acknowledge, we don't understand it, or we think it's just our thoughts. And uh, in this uh, Holy Spirit encounter, we had pastors and leaders, and, and we uh, talked about prophecy and ministry to one another. Then we split into groups of four, where um, one person would be the person writing down the prophetic words that would come, and one person would be the one praying for him, and the other two would be asking God for a picture or a vision or a scripture or a word from him. And 
Pastor Doug had one lady in his group, and she wasn't a pastor, but she was a leader in the church. She says, I don't do prophecy. I don't hear from God like that. She just wasn't into it. And Pastor Doug said, hey, we can't have this. So they prayed and believed for God to show us something. So they prayed for the first person. You get anything? No. Second one, you get anything? No. Third one, we're believing for a breakthrough, you know. And so they were ministering to this lady, and her name was, um, Diane was her first name, and had a surname. And Pastor Doug got a a word just based on her surname that just really connected and, and really touched her heart. And this other lady, reluctantly at the end, Pastor Doug said, did you get anything? She says, no. What, nothing? She says, oh, I was thinking about her first name, about Diana and how Diana was a princess. And then she proceeded to give this amazing prophetic word based on her first name. And the lady was just so blessed. And Pastor Doug said, well, that's a word from God. She says, really? Is that what it is? I get them all the time. I thought that was just my thoughts. And this was a mature lady that had just never understood how the Holy Spirit was her friend trying to help her all through life. And for some reason, she just never, ever saw it or got it. And I thought, wow. And when I first got saved, I was like that. I thought it was just my own thoughts. Until someone would get up, I'd have a, something stirring in my heart, and someone in the pastor would get up and preach the, the first three verses would be exactly what I had during the worship. Or someone else would prophesy, and I think, that's exactly what I had. And the Holy Spirit said, yeah, I know, I've been trying to teach you that that's me, not just you. And so, so often we push aside little thoughts, nudges, pictures, scriptures, feelings, and it's the Holy Spirit trying to be our friend to help us to face life, to overcome and be a blessing to others. But so often we just miss how simply He flows. It's awesome when the Holy Spirit does it, but sometimes he uses other people and throws through them. And that's harder to receive from some people because God's speaking through them. But we need to recognize the Holy Spirit's voice. He's a friend. How would it be if you had a friend and you're caught up once a year and they live down the street? They wouldn't be a very close friend. They're a good friend? Oh, yeah, really close friend. They live just down the street. How often do you get together? Oh, once a year? We think, that's not a close friend. That's a distant acquaintance. Some people have the Holy Spirit as a friend, but they only talk to him when they get into church and everyone else and they get in the great atmosphere. But the rest of the week say, hey, I'm out here doing my work and my business and, and I'm doing life and if I really do something wrong, he'll, he'll let me know. No, that's not. He's not the policeman. He's a friend that wants to help us in our daily lives, in our relationships. And that's what it says. He's the helper. <coughs> he's a friend so that you will always have someone with you. Wow. And God's created us for relationships with one another. And we have families and marriages and good friends and all of that and teams. And we need to live with that. But the Holy Spirit wants to be our closest friend. And don't get weird and wacky about it. And so you're walking through the shop saying, Holy Spirit, what sort of toothpaste should I buy today? Just buy what works for you and what you can afford. You don't have to get weird and silly about it. But when you need some wisdom or you need some help or, God, I need some strength to get through this trial. Lord, I need some courage to resist that temptation. Holy Spirit, I need your discernment to know what decision to make here when you're doing the journey of life. Lord, I met this new person. They're making all these offers, but I'm just feeling a bit uncomfortable about it. Holy Spirit, what's really going on? We need to include the Holy Spirit's wisdom and grace 
in our lives because when you're a born-again, spirit-filled believer, he lives within you. He's not living down the street. He doesn't live in churches, so you've got to come and connect with him when you clock in on Sunday mornings. He lives within you. He fills the heavens and the earth. And so he's there. So amazing. The Holy Spirit lives within us, and his job description is helper. That's one of his job descriptions. But we don't make room for him. We don't even know how to let him help us. I want to encourage you today to take time. When you feel a nudging in your heart, a scripture comes alive. When God reminds you, wake up singing a song, saying, Holy Spirit, that's an awesome song. Why have you brought that to my heart or mind today? The more I've learnt to respond to that, the more freer and the more exciting life becomes because he's there to, to walk with you and make it an adventure and give you courage to handle the painful, difficult things that happen in our lives. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. Let's have a look at a few verses that help explain it. The psalmist in the Old Testament knew where his help came from. Psalm 121, 1 and 2. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We all need help. If you don't think you need help, you are self-sufficient and probably foolish, the Bible says. Because we all need help to sort things out. Psalm 33, 20 says, my, my, We wait in hope for the Lord. He is my help and our shield. Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, our mighty, mighty and impenetrable, a very present and well-proved help in trouble. Hallelujah. We can all say, thank God that when we've gone through difficult, troubling times, that the Holy Spirit's our comforter, our helper. In the New Testament, Hebrews 13.6 says, So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently say, The Lord is my helper in times of need. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Wow, that helps you deal with the fear of man and when people intimidate you. And occasionally, just being a believer and a Christian, some people just react and just intimidate and say stuff and, and do stuff to try and stir you up. So, Lord... I know you're with me. Give me an answer. And when the pressure's on and the, and the kids are being difficult or there's workplaces, there's situations, or you're driving the car and someone goes to cut you off, you haven't got time to have a 15-minute prayer session right then. Help, Lord! He'll hear the one-and-a-half-second cry for help. If you've got more time to say, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom in this decision and you can walk a journey of process. Hey, a friend is there anytime, any place to help and support you. The Holy Spirit is our friend. He's here to help guide us and lead us on this journey. In uh, Hebrews 4.16, it says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we might receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Wow, there are times where needs just overload us. You know, we all have challenges. One of the ladies at the end of the first service just caught me after the service, says, can you pray for me? Today, tomorrow, I'm going in for invasive uh, breast cancer surgery. So I just prayed with her for the Holy Spirit to be with her and to walk with her and, and bring her through. Sometimes we've got serious issues like that. 
Other times they're just niggling, annoying things. Sometimes there are so many opportunities, we don't know which one to take. The blessings are overflowing. Lord, where do I put my time and energy? We need His Holy Spirit help in ministry and service. Every area of our lives. Romans 8, 26 and 27. I love these verses. For those that are prayers, this is one of their favorite verses because they're always saying, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to pray for. But there's a bit more in this than just that. In Romans 8, 26 and 27, it says, In the same way, the Spirit, whenever Spirit in your Bible has a capital S, it's the Holy Spirit. Small s means it's your spirit or human spirit or someone else's human spirit. But when it's capital S, it's the Holy Spirit, if it's not specifically mentioned. The way the Holy Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. We do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it, as we should, but the Spirit Himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. And He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because the Spirit intercedes before God on behalf of God's people in accordance with God's will. Oh, this gives great comfort to me. That even when you're crying out saying, God, I don't even know how to pray about this. That's why I pray in heavenly language of other tongues. That's why I ask, Holy Spirit, how do I pray? How do I prepare my heart for this? How do I face this challenge? How do I deal with this amazing opportunity at work so that I can lift up your name? It says he will be there to help us. Stir up the gift of the Spirit within us. Bible says, be led by the Spirit, and then you are sons and daughters. Not whether you are just how much Bible you know, or whether you come to church every Sunday, or you say an occasional prayer. It says, if you're led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as your friend and comforter, that's when it shows that you're truly a son or daughter of God. Wow, that's, that's a, and He draws us, He leads us. Listen and obey His voice. He will help you resist temptation. He will give you guidance. He will lead you into truth. Wow, in this crazy world, sometimes you've got to ask the question, what is the truth about this situation? When it's confusing, when it's intimidating, when it's pressuring, when it's, there's so much stuff going on, and you say, Holy Spirit, what is the truth about me or my response or about this person's attitudes or response? What is the truth? Pilate asked that question. It's a really good question. Oh, Holy Spirit, what is the truth right now in my heart or mind about why I'm struggling with this area of my life? And if you're open to it, he'll tell you. He'll show you what snags, what, what issues, what fears, what, what brokenness is over your soul, what lies you might have believed about yourself that is blocking you. And it can happen. You want to build new friendships or relationship and you've got a spirit of rejection that just controls your life and you just push away people and the Holy Spirit can show you how that works so that you can get free of it. God, show us, lead us, teach us because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So whenever I don't have freedom in my heart, in any area of my life, I say, Holy Spirit, what's going on? What blind spot have I got? What have I believed about myself or others that's not in line with your truth and if you have the courage to ask that question and keep on asking till you get the answer you will be amazed how you will grow your life will be a blessing and other people encounter the freedom of our god second corinthians 13 14 is a a beautiful 
prayer that Paul prays at the end of his second letter to the Corinthians. The amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Wow. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. What a beautiful prayer to pray over one another. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Some people get scared of the Spirit. They think, oh boy, he does, he does powerful things. I'm, I'm a bit cautious about that. You know, they sometimes get scared of the Holy Spirit. I say, don't be afraid of Him. He wants to be your friend. Ask Him to draw you and show you how you can live in partnership with Him. Because He's an amazing, amazing helper and friend. Just want to speak for a moment about the ministry of helps. 1 Corinthians 12, 28 says, And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, gifts of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. I talk to some people and say, I'm not sure what my gifts are. And I look around and say, really? You've definitely got the gift of helps. I start talking to you and you've helped about 45 people in the last three days with food, with transport, with support, with a word of encouragement. You've gone and cleaned their house. You've done this and that and this and that. And I'm thinking, it's so obvious you've got the gift of helps. And people think, well, that's not a very important gift. It's not like evangelism or or winning people to Jesus. I said, whoa, the Holy Spirit is our divine helper. So the gift of helps is an amazing gift that God's put within your heart. You mightn't be good up here at preaching or singing or prophesying or doing that. If God's put within you a gift of helps where you just love to serve and help people, you see someone in need and you think, why is there no one helping them? If you've got a gift of help, sometimes you get frustrated and say, why is the church not doing anything to help those people? Guess what? You are the church. And you've probably got the gift of helps and you're frustrated because others don't see it like you do. Wow. That's a scary thought. Because you'll often get frustrated with the area of gifting you've got. So if you're an administrator, you say, why doesn't someone organize this place around here? It's all just disorganized. You've probably got the gift of administration. You're frustrated that others aren't seeing what you see. So what I've learned is when you get frustrated with something, say, Holy Spirit, what are you showing me? And what's my part in helping deal with this? And how can I find a few like-minded people that we're going to help sort this out? Next Saturday morning, we're doing a Bayside Blitz. And we want a few people with the gift of helps to show up. And we're going to go and help some of the widows and the uh, um, older people or single parents. We're going to help clean their windows. We're going to help clean up their yards. And we're going to do whatever. And it's not just for men this time. It's men and women. And so if you've got a couple of hours next Saturday morning, we're meeting here at 8 o'clock. And uh, Tony went and uh, Jamie Brooks are going to help organize it. There's a list down there. You say, I know someone that needs that sort of help. And uh, or... I'm one of those carriers and I've got some jobs that I just can't do because I, and I don't have close family to come and fill that in or do it. And so we want to just do that together. I'd love to have 50 people show up and let's just blitz about a dozen homes and just get them all done in one morning. That would be awesome. We did it a few months ago. We had eight guys show up and we did about eight or nine jobs in one morning. And some of the people were just amazed, saying, this is so awesome. They got the trees trimmed that they couldn't do, some of the older folks in our church. And it's just helping. And that's being Jesus to the community, and it's helping. I want to encourage you, those that have got a gift that helps, it's a great, great gift. And I look around the church here, and I can see dozens of people, that's your primary gift. Don't think it's unspiritual. It is a powerful, powerful gift. It is being the nature 
of the Holy Spirit who is our helper. You come beside people, help them in their time of need. You help provide emotional support, practical help, financial help, spiritual wisdom. A little word of warning here. The helper doesn't do it all. They help and support you to get it done or to help you finish. Like a parent helping the kids with their assignments. Sometimes you just want to help them do it. So you do their assignment. They get top marks, but it doesn't work next year when you're not there and they've got to do it in class time. So you're not helping them by doing it. You're helping by giving them some creative ideas and bouncing some stuff off and, and helping them maybe put it in order and you're teaching them. So a coach, a mentor, you don't do it all. That's the danger. It helps people sometimes want to take over and do it. Oh, you can't do it really well. Let me do it. And you take over. If you've got that gift, you need to say, Lord, I want to help people but not do it all for them because otherwise they don't grow mature and you get worn out. I've been around long enough to see it happen over and over again. But God help us. Acts 18.27 says, While it, When Apollos wanted to go to Athens, to Achaia, the brothers and sisters encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome. When he arrived, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed. So Apollos had the gift of helps. He was a teacher and other things, but he just helped people grow and mature in the church, in the community, through your business. We've got doctors and nurses and teachers and professional people here. We've got parents and grandparents. We've got young people. How awesome it is when you help someone else in the journey of life and reveal the love of Jesus and show that the Holy Spirit has taught us to be helpers. And just to wrap it up, Isaiah 41.10, do not for anything... Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. The enemy will lie to you and think, God's forgotten me. He's not helping me. That's a lie. The Holy Spirit sometimes helping us, starts helping us in ways we don't always see initially. He'll get you to change your attitude, and then the relationship improves. The Holy Spirit will deal with the truth of the matter. And then what you prayed about will then start to get restored. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. The Amplified says, For I, the Lord your God, will keep hold of your right hand. I am the Lord who says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will help us with decisions. He's our guide. Whenever I've faced major decisions in my life or work career or relationships or ministry, I always take time and say, Lord, show me. I seek your face. Not always when I'm walking down the aisle and which toothpaste do I get. It's when you're making life decisions, important processes, friendships, ministry roles, all those sorts of things. Holy Spirit, show me. Thanks, worship team, as you come. Last scripture, Romans 8.26 says, Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. Oh, look at that. God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. Oh, I love that. The Holy Spirit is with you every moment of the day. He's with you right now. He's going to be with you tonight, and He's going to be with you tomorrow. 
He's going to be with you on Thursday towards the end of the week when you're getting a bit tired. He's going to be with you when there's challenges at work, overwhelming choices, strife. He's going to be with you, but we're just going to say, Holy Spirit, I make room for you to be my helper, my comforter, my guide, my strengthener. Oh, God, sometimes we just get overwhelmed. We need strength. If we don't know how to pray, then we pray. He's there to help us. It doesn't matter, really. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. How awesome is those verses? Verses 26 to 28 of Romans. Wow. In which areas do you need help today? Maybe there's an area I've talked about. Think, wow, that's where I'm at. In what areas can you be a help to other people that are maybe wrestling or overwhelmed? Maybe today you think, well, I don't really know this amazing Jesus like you're talking about or like our worship team's been singing about. Well, the person sitting in front of behind me just loving God with all their heart to the worship. And I think, well, I wish I knew Jesus like that. I wish I had a good friend like the Holy Spirit like you're talking about. You can by opening your heart to him. Making room for the presence of Jesus. Let's stand in his presence today. I want you to take a few minutes. We've just finished preaching in just a few minutes early. So we can just spend the next five or six minutes just taking a moment to ask him for help. We're going to sing this beautiful chorus. And and if you are saying, well, I need need some help in this area of my life, why don't you start to reach out and say, God, I need some help in my family. Lord, I need some help with my health or the the challenges, the temptations to give up or to pull back. Or maybe you've got so many opportunities. You think, wow, God, just show me which one to take. Let's just sing this beautiful song a couple of times. I invite you just to reach up to heaven to hold it. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.